0: Hello all, and welcome to another episode of AFW2's Blue and Beyond Podcast. This month we have Tanya Magoo and Walt Myrie who brought several caregivers together for a caregiver lightning round of various questions and topics. Let's listen in and see what they
1: had to say. Okay, another day journey. I'm so excited. Walt, are you excited? I'm so excited.
2: I what? am super excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Of course, I'm, I'm Tanya Magoo. I am the Caregiver and Family Support Program Manager, and I am truly excited. I have my Section Lead here with me, uh, Walt Murray. He is the Team Phoenix Section Lead, and I am so excited to have him here. And so, Walt, how do you feel about this first ever Caregiver Podcast that we're doing for the first time?
2: I think the caregivers have been in the background kind of watching how all this stuff goes down so they could perfect the art of the podcast. And I see you've got the super crew online with us today so that we can blow the podcast out of the water. So I'm really excited to be here.
1: I'm so excited. Caregivers, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, this is your first podcast, you know, with the Caregiver Support Program. I am so excited about that, but guess what? You know, um, I was speaking to uh, Misty, and we were just talking about, you know, uh, the podcast and the stuff that she do on the side, and one of the things we was trying to figure out how we're going to uh, articulate this and, and come up with a name for the caregiver program so when we do our podcast so what this is so amazing i'm so excited for this caregiver lightning round and that is what we call in the podcast caregiver lightning round so you guys <laughs> we want you to light it up and we want to talk and you just want to share we just want to have fun about all the different things uh-huh. that are going on with you and so we're just honored to have you so let's take a deep breath and let's move forward and let's just just make this podcast the best ever and of course it will be because you guys are amazing so uh, from the beginning you know in your journey you know I cannot imagine I know Walt probably can relate to some things but me personally I just can't imagine I've learned from you over the years you know of all the different unexpected things that you have gone through and things have changed your life forever so being so you know I definitely don't want to ever have to endure what you all have have, have gone through. So mm-hmm. again, I call it the caregiver train ride journey because all you guys have been on a long train ride and you're still going on a journey. And as you, as you see, life just going to continue. But I'm glad, you know, because of the fact that, you know, because you are here, you have accepted the different things that you have gone through. And so Misty. You know, and Justin, you both, I'm going to ask this question. I want, you know, uh, Misty to go first and then Justin, I just want you all to share with us, you know, after finding out about uh, your warrior illness and injury, uh, what shocked you the most about it? And um, I I can imagine, okay, but again, I hadn't walked in your shoes. and A lot of people hadn't, you know, have not. So uh, knowing that your life has changed within the instant. How are you able to handle it?
3: Well, I I'm in a unique position because um, my warrior and I were open about talking about what was going on with him. We noticed certain things happening, and and I ended up being um, I had just left him when when something had happened, and uh, I left the room for a minute. Knew something was getting ready to happen, and I was like, I, I really wish he'd come with me right now. So. I was there when it happened, came back and um, we were able to immediately talk about what had just gone on and without really going into details and, you know, let's, let's go get help. So I think the biggest thing that shocked me about it was that we didn't, one, we didn't realize how bad it had gotten. We didn't realize how bad his condition had gotten. What shocks me about it, I've only been with him for two years. So his most, the majority of his career, I wasn't there for. I didn't know all of his experiences. I knew some. Um, I have a little bit of a psychology background. So I assumed, you know, I was like, okay, there's going to be some PTSD. There's going to be some things that we have to work through. But the biggest thing was that he didn't or nobody kind of helped him through it. And everything did change in an instant. And all of a sudden it was appointments and it was talking, over talking and sharing and getting it out. And what does this mean for the career now? Because of course, like anybody else, you have plans and then you've got to go through the morning process of, of all of that and what happens next. So I think it happened so quickly. I mean, from the minute it happened to being out of the military was probably about six, seven months and it was just, it was shocking because I had just came into the military with him. Mm-hmm. And so then to all of a sudden be out. And of course for him, I can't even imagine. That's a 22 year career. And it just, everything, everything changed. But at the same time, things changed for the better. I mean, we have a, a very open and honest relationship. We were able to, to just rally um, each other and, and we've got this, and it's just about waking up every day and choosing to keep going and find the humor and getting the help and, and constantly seeking out the help that, that he deserves.
1: So were you angry, you know, because your life has shifted shift a little bit, you know? I wasn't.
3: Um. There. there's times there's there was t- yeah I mean a little bit but yeah. it was so new everything was so new I mean we were newlyweds I think what angered me was <sighs> we had literally been married not even six months and I was like how could you even you know how, how, how could this happen but yeah. then as we you know the first couple of sessions it was like look he relaxed he met you and he relaxed and all yeah. this stuff started going you know yeah. and happening and he was able to come to terms because you guys were talking and were happy and and had this different future and i was like okay i can't be mad at that yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, but we do have to change some things i mean you know we have a service dog now which takes a lot of the pressure at first you know it was just me and him and it was going everywhere together and now we have a service dog so um that he can be more independent so i, I think that was probably the hardest thing because we owned a business at the same time so i was like i have to be at the business wow wow thank you so much for
1: sharing it what about you
3: justin
4: i was, the opposite. I, was mm-hmm. I was the opposite of misty um when Lisa first told me what happened, but it, it had happened three years before you know we had even met, and uh, I was naive. She told me I was like, I don't want to hear about it. I want to, I don't, because that was the past, and you know I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about the past. I wanted to talk about us, and um, so I didn't really. I want to say I didn't take it seriously. Um, I just didn't want to hear it. Um, I was young and stupid. I mean, if you talk to Lisa uh, or anybody that knows me when I'm around Lisa, they're like, yeah, he's definitely grown up because of you. Uh, but for me, I was, I was just, I was very naive and we didn't know, um, we didn't know what what the feelings were. It was just, hey, I don't want to go out tonight. Or, hey, I don't, you know, I just want to stay in bed all day. And I'm like, hey, cool, you know, fine, whatever. Um, and it wasn't until she started going to the events when um, she came back and she's like, you have to go. You don't understand, like, the feeling and just the rush. And she was like, it, it's, it was like the best drug that you can ever have after being in an event. And it was... my it was JBSA it was the JBSA event when I sat and Miss Tanya still remembers it because I was the it was me and one other guy and I'm just sitting in the back like I'm not listening to this Dr. Phil he was was
1: terrible
4: (laughs) women emotions and people crying I'm a a defender I don't I'm a guy like my dad, I walked, like, my dad had his finger amputated and he wrapped it up and was like, hey, I gotta go to the hospital. Like, he, he didn't talk about that stuff. So, it was the PTSD lecture or the PTSD uh, uh, lecture. And that I, that night, I apologized to Lisa the way that I acted and the way that I would respond to how she felt because it would make me angry. Because I didn't know how to how to understand what she needed, or I didn't know why she felt this way, why she would, you know, be mad at something trivial, or I would get mad at something like super silly, and um, and it's taken a long time. Uh, you know, we've, you know, like Misty, like you know, we, you know, communicating, and talking, and you know, just when she's having the bad day, or you know, when I don't do something I'm supposed to do. And, you know, it upsets her, you know, just being able to talk about it, not being so frustrated about it. And the thing that makes me angry, um, not about my life changing, because, you know, I can't control that. I mean, I, the only thing I can do is just go, okay, like, here it is. And what are we going to do about it? The thing that makes me angry is that I can't do anything about it. I can't, I can't stop her pain. I can't stop the memories. I can't, I can't do those things. And it, it's, it was the same thing at, uh, you know, with, with Ella, you know, finding out when, you know, Ella had got and died and, you know, there was nothing I could do about it. You know, I'm I'm the dad, I'm I'm the husband. Like we're supposed to be. You know, we're the ones that fix things. Like if there's a problem, that's what we're there for. And I couldn't be there. Like there's nothing I can do. And that is what angers me the most. Is there's nothing physically I can do. All I can do is just be there. You know, in the supportive role and the in that, uh, the mental the mental role of it. So. So,
1: so now that, you know, both you and Misty, you know, you and Justin, both of y'all have gone through, you know, pretty much the difficult part, nothing was change, of course, we know that, but uh, can you find joy and, and laughter in what you're going through now to, uh, so... You find it much easier now to process because you have accepted it and you understand it. And of course, I know you probably have other caregivers and warriors and uh, their family members go through, you know, the different same that are going through the same thing. But is it a kind of you no? Know, uh, I won't. I won't say it's fun now, but you know, you can understand it and you can laugh a lot, you know, and just get through different things differently, you know are you able to handle it better, you know, with laughter and joy, you know, are uh, you not so quick to get upset anymore like before? Uh,
4: definitely. At, at least for me, like we know when the bad days are bad. It's not, you know, it's not something that, you know, but at least my experience, you know, it's not like a flip of the switch. Um, You know, it's, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm really sore today or Hey, I'm really tired. Okay. Like, let's, you know, watch, you know, let's just lay down, let's watch something. Um, you know, we're we're planning our road trip for next month, uh, in mm-hmm. July. We're gonna we're driving from San Antonio all the way up to Rhode Island. We're gonna stop at like all these like roadside attractions, and uh so we're stopping in Tennessee. Uh-huh. So we're gonna stop in Nashville for a night, and we're gonna stop in all these places and and we were talking and i was like you know the grace would be like super cool and then i was like oh i was like dollywood like why not right if you're <laughs> like why not let's see like where it's at so lisa asks alexa where dollywood is and they're like and you know alexa's like dollywood is 900 and such such miles and pigeon forge tennessee and lisa was like oh because we're (laughs) stopping in Pigeon Forge and it was the way that she did it I was in tears (laughs) laughing because the face and just like it was like telling Ella like she's going to Disney like the the excitement in her face um but I the I guess like the fun in it is now that it's out there right it's we know about it and you know there's You know, there's nothing we can do about it. The good days are going to be good. The bad days, hey, they're going to be bad. But, you know, why, why put myself through it or why aggravate a situation when we can just, you know, hey, let's take a breath, let's step back. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, walking out or, you know, walking out of the room, composing yourself and coming in and going, Okay. You know, now I can talk logically about it, or you know, I'm not talking it based off of emotion. I and mean, it still does happen because mm-hmm. I'm a guy, and you know, our brains don't slow down and process things quick when we're supposed to. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's a lot it's a lot easier, and, and being with you know this program and talking and having that outlet is, is really what has been the biggest thing and you know being able to talk with you know other caregivers or um you know other people is is really kind of like the best therapy for me like you know I did the Invisible Wounds story and now Randolph wants to do the story you know wants to do a story on me so being able to you know talk about it and get it out there and be like hey you know, this is, this is happening and it's, you know, it's a lot more common than you think is, is what's helped me. And, you know, same thing with Lisa, you know, sharing her story. That I, for me, it's part of my healing process or my acceptance portion of it is just accepting that, hey, there's, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. And you know you have two ways, you can run away from it or you can just run towards it and go bring it on.
1: That's right, bring it on. Caregiver lightning round, that's what we talked about. Justin Go and Misty Hobbs sharing the information and letting us know what's going on. So, Walt, um, what do you think? What do you, what, what do you have to say about this? I mean, I mean you have no, a lot I- of
2: experience. I never pass an opportunity to say something. Um, I'm excited to have an opportunity to meet somebody for the first time, Jimmy Francis. I don't think we've ever met in person, uh, but I look forward to the day that we can. And of course, I'm gonna be talking to Christian Berry as well, Christian, I've seen you at several events and we've had the opportunity to connect. Very good to see you in this forum as well. Um, I've been working with wounded, ill and injured folks for about the past 11 years now, since I retired in 2010. And one of the consistent things that I've noted over that period of time, and it doesn't matter what service we're talking about, it could have been the Navy, the Coast Guard, Marines, whatever, the Army, Um, the caregiver is the bedrock of the warrior's ability to transition through this whole mess, Mm -hmm. right, and that's what, I'll I'll call it turbulence, try and stick with some Air Force terms, Um, but the caregiver is the one that really takes the white caps off the waves, right, And, and helps bring a sense of calmness to what's happening. You're thrust into a position you don't ask to become. You, and I heard somebody talk about it a little bit earlier. I think it was Misty that mentioned the mourning process. Right? And not only does your warrior go through a process of mourning because they're no longer what they were, you lose a piece of your identity as well. And you absorb a whole new job, right? But somehow through all of that, you're able to twist some lemonade out of those lemons that life threw at you as a couple. How do you do that, right? What What's the most rewarding part at the, at the end of the journey or wherever you're at in the journey? What can you look back on and grab some reward from? And what are you most proud of? I'll go to you first, Jimmy.
5: Oh, gosh, what am I most proud of? Um, I'm proud that I have raised a daughter who's able to take anything that life throws at her in stride. Um, when she had, when they first learned there was something wrong. Um, they couldn't fix it. She was out stationed down in California, Travis Air Force Base. So they sent her to San Antonio to have better, better medical care. And at the time I was teaching at the University of Texas in Tyler, which is six hours from San Antonio. And I was driving over three or four times a week <laughs> and it got to be really old. And some folks at the University of Texas at San Antonio, um, had been looking for a new professor in my particular area, which is nutrition, and um, they asked me if I'd like to come over here and teach, and so now I'm in San Antonio, and I was absolutely delighted because I am able to be here <laughs> um, and to be that caregiver, and, and there's huge gratification in that for me because um, I, my girl has has always been there for me. Um, yeah. She and I went through college together. I st- I <laughs> started late. Um, did things backwards to most people and had two. She has a brother and sister that are older than she is by 14 and 16 years. And so they were already in college when Darby and I went back to college. She was two when I started my master's and she was six when I started my doctorate. And so I just dragged her around with me. Uh, she lived in the lab with me. By the time she was eight, she was working the atomic force microscope far better than I ever could. And so she accepts challenges and strives. And she does now still um, she, when we go for our twice a week appointments at the VA um, to have her infusions, she is always joking and laughing with the text and um, not on the days when it takes six sticks, <laughs> but they've gotten really good now. And so it's usually down to one. Um, and And I'm just thrilled that I can be there because there are a lot of people who, who have loved ones who are having challenges and they can't be there for whatever other family reasons. And so I'm just thrilled I can be there.
2: Yeah, that's a super story. And I I will tell you, it's okay to do things backwards. (laughs) Try it one night when you go out to dinner, do dessert first, be that person. Pecan pie before meatloaf. Well, as
5: as a nutritionist, I will tell you that life is uncertain. So eat dessert first.
2: Yes, I like that. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I agree.
2: Christian, what are you most proud of? I, I know um, I know the whole story with the berries, right? And there's <laughs> so much there's so much to talk about there. If there, there if for you to be able to pick just one or two things that you're most proud of, you know in your experience with this whole process, we'd love to hear it.
6: Um, I would say I'm proud of getting to peace. Um, I remember being so stressed out. And him being stressed out and it was just like rumble jumble, you know, all over the place and just insane. And so I am thankful to be able to be at peace. We have a joke going on right now and I tell him he needs help. I can say that now. (laughs) I can tell him (laughs) he needs help, thankfully. And he goes, you are my help. And I want to laugh, but it's true. (laughs) So sad, Andrew. <laughs> and so we, we laugh about it, getting to laughter and getting to peace. Um, you, It's just so many things that, like you said, that talk about, but when he's running and he's competing and he's able to perform in a doctor's sports and he gets those medals and being able to help him train, drive him around, make his food, you know, and then on top of that, handle his medical care. I'm just thankful that I'm able to do that in peace and not feel in the beginning I felt crazy because we just did not know what was going on for like a year and I'm like listen it wasn't for the program I wouldn't even understand like some of these you know medical terms enough to communicate to you something's wrong with you and then you have in his case unfortunately he didn't have the medical care right away to back it up um so to be able to have the peace okay we know what's going on like Misty mentioned and Justin and we're able to navigate through it and if it's a good day it's a good day and if it's a bad day that's okay and we're able to adjust and laugh through it. That, that has been the most thing that I am proud of.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's amazing. And it kind of harkens back to what Justin was talking about of being able to accept, accept the circumstance yes. and make the adjustment necessary to make it as smooth as possible. Um, just absolutely amazing resilience, uh, amazing resurgence, right? I, I really like the word resurgence when it comes to uh, going through this process of recovery. Because I think, in many ways, each of us, whether it's the warrior or the caregiver, comes through it a little bit stronger, different but stronger. In many many ways, so I'm so proud to be associated with each and every one of you.
1: Oh, that is beautiful. I, you know, I'm I'm happy. You know, I'm. I'm you see the smile here. I'm just so excited. And and just like you know, all you all said, that's the main thing: get into peace. You know because I, Walt, you know, I say this all the time, you know, uh, the caregiver give our warriors peace that the entire world cannot give because you are the only one that are traveling that same journey. So I'm really excited. But you also we do have caregivers, you know, uh, Walt, that sometimes you can, uh, witness this and uh, probably some of the caregivers, you know, on here can witness this as well. I don't know, but you you would tell me, I'm sure. But (laughs) so sometimes it's so hard letting go. And when I say letting go, it's hard of, of letting your warrior uh, stand alone Mm. and be on their own, you know, because you're so busy, you know, you've been there through the whole entire journey. You really don't trust anyone but yourself, and you know your circle, right? And it's hard, you know, trusting and putting the warrior in the care of somebody else. And in many instant, in many occasions, um, I've had caregivers that say, "I'm not a caregiver. You know, I'm a mother. I'm a spouse. You know, <laughs> just like Justin." <laughs> You know, uh, so sometimes with males, you know, pride get in the way. And sometimes with mamas, you know, uh, I am a mother. I am not a caregiver. I raised this child, you know, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I've i had that, you know, on many occasions. And all I can do is sit there because I understand, but I don't understand because I hadn't walked in the shoes, you know, of the situation. So all I could do is just listen. So Glenda uh, Glinda. You know, at times, do you find yourself as being a enabler at times, you know, as a caregiver, you know, not saying that you are, but, you know, <laughs> are a, you hey, one of those people? <laughs> hey,
0: it's an honest question. It's an honest question. You know, in the beginning, I would say I was, and we're talking years and years and years ago, and I admit to it, I wasn't. Um, And I, you know, you mentioned, you know, we didn't identify as caregivers. We identified as I identified myself as a wife, I was not a caregiver. And that was a very fine line because I didn't want to be his mama. I wanted to be his wife. Okay. But Um, you know, I was a bit of an enabler as well. And I was very, very protective of my husband. And I, you know, I took over everything. And then in the midst of this, we transitioned out of the Air Force and moved to a small town community in Southern Indiana, into a community that doesn't understand what it means to be combat wounded, what it doesn't mean to be a, a, a caregiver for combat wounded. And so I watched my, my husband just you know, become an introvert and not getting out and doing the things that um, he used to enjoy. And, and I was allowing this to happen, you know, I mean, it, it was because of me. And, um, you know, I got to a point in my journey that I became desperate and I wanted him to get out and in 2014, I went to a care event on my own and I was watching all these warriors going off and doing these things and, you know, just, you know, kind of bumping fist and hanging out and doing these adaptive sports on their own. And I was watching this and I was so desperate to get my husband out of this mindset of just, you know, just, I can't do anything. I'm just sitting like this. And I literally came home from this care event and I'm like, we are gonna go and I was just so excited and I because I was an enabler I had an in the I mean we he just did not want to go I mean he just flat out told me no and one of his medical providers helped me and getting him on that plane and she used the right word she said would you tolerate the week for Glenda and the key word was tolerate And so he was like, no, Uh, fine. And so when he went to his first care event, I was so excited. I'm like, bye, you know, see ya. And he was so mad at me. He did not want to go. But I'm going to tell you something. My husband, at the end of the week, literally threw his wallet, threw his service dog leash at me, did not throw the dog. Okay. The dog was fine. (laughs) But he threw the leash at me. And he just went and had a great time. And you know what? That was a, a turning point for him. And I have seen such a huge change. And I'm also a believer, you know, the word disability has the word ability, and these warriors have the ability to go on in life and to try something new. They might not be able to do what they did exactly the way that they did before their injury. I mean, that's okay. It's about finding the new norm. And I think as caregivers, I think it's our job to help encourage that new norm and to help them find this, you know, a new passion in life. And I'll tell you, these care events, my husband's not athletic, by any means but it has been a turning point now he's out and he's into woodworking and he's he loves to help me out with we have chickens so now he's this great chicken keeper and you know he's getting out of his shell little by little and so it's because of the fact that I stepped back and I was not that enabler I was actually just kind of letting him go that I've seen that wonderful change and I encourage caregivers let them go. Let them do a little bit. It's okay. If they fall, it's okay. Be there to help them get back up or let somebody else be there to help them out. It's okay. They're going to keep get up and keep going, but let them Definitely. do it. It's good for them.
1: So, uh, Misty and, uh, Jimmy has not been to, uh, in-person care event. We, of course, we know that COVID, you know, has changed a lot of different things, nor have they participated on the virtual. So, um, well once that once we get over you know, to his question, while you can kind of explain that to them so they can kind of understand it, but I'm let Justin, Justin, what you got to say because I know you are that person.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I am not an well, I kind of became an enabler. But as I said in the chat, um, as as a man, I, I can agree that sometimes Lisa is my mother. Um. <laughs> I think the hardest part for me, like not a, even as an enabler, I, I would just, I would just feel like, go, go do these things. And like Glenda said, Lisa, Lisa was not athletic at all either. She was a dancer. She ballet, she did ballet her whole life. Like that, that was, that was her, her life, uh, you know, before the military. And I think like the biggest thing was, you know, everybody's saying no you know air force doc saying you're never going to run again mm-hmm. you know after surgeries or after you're never going to do this again and and that's the mentality lisa came into her first event they're like hey you're going to do this and she's like no i can't and like and they're like yeah that's cute get in the chair and this is what you're going to do and that instilled that drive in her and I, I think like what Glenda said is like, you know, that go and do it. I I go back to what BJ, BJ Lang always says, like with improv, it's always yes, and. And the, as caregivers are like, okay, yes, and like, and that and is that it's a suggestion, but it's not. Like I'm, I'm. Just, it, it's like you know when we were younger. Like your mom would be like, "Hey, are you gonna do this?" And you knew that you didn't want to do that, but you were gonna do that anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, Glenda is the OG of the OGs. Like she built this program from the ground up. Um, uh, but it it does really resonate with that. You know, being we're we are enablers on the good days, but we're also bad enablers too. Um, Even if we don't want to admit it, Um, (laughs) but yeah. like There there
2: are some things that we just don't want to admit, right, Justin?
4: No, I'll admit anything. (laughs) The only reason that I'm still productive in, in the military is because of my wife, even, even with her being retired, like (laughs) she still kind of sets me on that straight narrow when, when I need it. But, and that's, and that's, that was the hardest thing for me too, is seeing her go through these struggles and, you know, she outranked me and I had to separate, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't go and jump on people's desks as her husband, even though I wanted to, like she would pull that leash back and say, no, 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 you can't do that. But I'm like, no, this is. That, 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 you know just going off and andrea like you know knowing andrea and she is my spirit animal like, <laughs> justin she...
2: that that is a perfect segue actually <laughs> to andrea um you know there's so much energy expended in being a caregiver there's so much um, a face a proper face that you have to put on Right throughout the day and throughout the week and throughout the month, so that you can properly advocate for your warrior and get done the things that you need to get done for both of you. Um, It's PTSD Awareness Month. June is. I can only imagine that some of you have some experience with post traumatic stress in your family. Right? When you're having a bad day, when your cup is empty, when you don't have any more to give, how do you deal with that personally? How do you let your warrior know? Hey, I need you to chill today, because guess what? My cup's empty. How does it happen for you, Andrea? Go ahead. Go ahead and put the frame on that for us. Yeah.
7: To get him to chill. For me, first, <laughs> it starts off with going for a walk. My exercise is my number one thing. Uh, an extra thick milkshake, always work, comes in handy. Oh. Um, my faith, my music. And I sing a lot to keep me chill. And me, I like to cook. So when I'm stressed out, I go cook. And then I give it away. <laughs> I give it away. I'll donate it to whoever needs it, whoever wants it, whoever enjoys it. That's what keeps me going.
2: And it's lucky we don't live close together because I'd have you stressed out all the time. <laughs> You'd be cooking.
7: Hi. I'm good with that
3: I'm good with that that's cool that is how about
2: anybody else Misty what do you do I mean what what's your signal that hey Misty's had enough
3: I I so um to be quite honest I we owned a bar and I was bartender owner and bouncer security I so I'm I'm just very vocal and I just say hey so i am having a bad day today (laughs) and so it doesn't get worse we're just we're going to do this you know and this is what's going to happen today because this is what i need and um we're just my husband and i both are just very vocal with each other and it's just one of those we're honest about it and because i have spent my life doing that i've always been the one in my family that has been over the top uh, opinionated. So I just tell it like it is. And, and, and so that's who I am. And if I'm not feeling well, I'm going to say, because I have my own, uh, medical issues and I have to take care of me. I have to take care of me first so that I can help him on his journey. So I I'm like, dude, we're, we are chilling in bed today. Or, um, you know, if I see his phone ring or I see it's a kid calling, uh, no, you guys aren't con- coming over. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's getting a free meal tonight. Nope, we're not going to do this. And I need everybody to stay away. And we're just going to work through this um, at our own pace and, and however we get through it. So yeah, I just, I just say I'm having a bad day. Please go away right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, how much more clear can that get, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, And the important thing to remember is it doesn't matter who we are or what we do. You might be a firefighter, you might be a bar owner, you might be a doctor, you might be a lifelong spouse or someone's mother. We're all going to have that stress build up on us and we're all going to get to that point where we're less than half full on that cup and we're unable to really support the person properly. So, I mean, from a medical perspective, doc, are, are you a medical doc? Jimmy, are you a medical doc? I heard oh, you say you're a doctorate.
5: I'm a PhD doc. I'm a P- oh, PhD? Doc. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. So, I mean, what, how do you deal with it differently?
5: Actually, I'm in that same boat with Andrea. <laughs> music is one of my salvations. <laughs> music and cooking. Yeah. Music and cooking. So yeah, I well, dance it, around. I, I put music it, on. It's good to know
2: I that dance. AFW2 has got it right and our connection is rock <laughs> to recovery. Right? And using music therapy. Good stuff.
5: Oh, absolutely. And let see, on um, two days ago, I had made three different batches of cookies and, and took them around, um, giving them away. And we have new neighbors across the street that just got in from Germany. So they were actually quite pleased um, to get some some cookies. Ma'am, I, I work bread. out.
4: I work yeah. out at Camp Bullis in Lackland Air Force Base. You can bring me cookies anytime, anytime.
5: Actually, my warrior does every time we go out she she always has cupcakes or cookies or something because that's one of the ways that she copes as well and and so she's always taking goodies to to all her folks out at lackland and Bamsi too. to delaware what? you bring your cookies to delaware <laughs> if i get up there for a conference i sure would
1: i like chocolate <laughs> Well, Andrea, you can cook a lot, too. You can bring some, both Miss Jimmy and Andrea, you can cook. Y'all will have the opportunity, hopefully, to come to an in-person care event. And I expect cookies, cupcakes, and maybe we can work out something to where we can have like a cooking show, you know, and a caregiver cook for other caregivers. Now, we could probably make that happen, right, Walt? We could probably make something like that happen, you know, so. And And
4: I'll do the dishes.
1: Yeah,
4: (laughs) I'll do the dishes. I'll even I'll throw that out there right now. I'll do all the dishes.
1: All right. I'm so excited. So this is what all the caregivers here. You know, um, I have a question. And um, again, you know, I have not walked in your shoes, but I'm, I'm so excited uh, and uplifted every time I hear your story because, uh, or just something related to it, because of the fact that, you know, you feed my spirit, you know, and, and it makes me happy that you're able to talk about, you know, these different things and not be angry and mad and frustrated, you know, over these different things, because you all are living witness and example for other caregivers to, uh, to model out of and be inspired and you can help them through their journey. So if you can change one thing about you, what would it be? Justin, go with you first.
4: Easy. Anger. It's something I've you know really kind of worked on. I I really wish that my generation growing up is was more like I would say that the new generation, like the airman we have coming in today, that it's okay. It's acceptable to have feelings. It's acceptable to be upset about something, you know, within, you know, within a certain degree. Um, that is just something I wish that I had. I had better. I was, I'm better at. That's something I wish I was better at. Um, it would be just, being able to accept things and not and think more rationally than emotionally, that, that, would, be, that would be my thing.
5: Awesome. What about you, Jamie? I would be more patient. I am not patient. I'm working very hard to be patient and I'm just not. Um, it's so hard to wait, to wait for that doctor to call back, to wait for that paperwork to get through. And I, I'm so bad that I actually have had for many, many years. A cartoon that hangs above my desk that shows two little vultures sitting in a tree. And one says to the other, Patience, my beep, beep, beep. I'm gonna go kill something. And I'm that little vulture. And and so I work on it every day to be a little bit more patient. Um, but it's a hard road for me.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you, Misty? Um
3: this is a hard one for me. I I think it's it's going back the thought that I, I would need to change. Um, that's what I, I always want to work on with me is that I don't need to change through this. I, I need to just keep being the the person I am, but that is something that I'm always, I will catch myself doing if there's a bad day, you know, I need to change something. That's always my first thought. No, I need to change that. No, I just need to keep on going and, and, um, and know that, I'm created the way I was created and I've gone through this experiences that I've gone through so I could be here. And, and so I need to not change. So that's one thing I would change is that thought process. And
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. What about you, Andrea? I'm thinking about that. I would say
7: my patience because honestly, in with my husband going through, My patience has worn thin because I figured by now he should be well. You should be doing a lot better than what you are right now. Things should be more consistent. And well, in my anger, I laughed at him, but my anger, I just like, what the,
4: excuse me.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Either you gonna get it right (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna put some butter in your food since you're not putting out
1: Andrea you make me laugh <laughs> oh, but I laugh. get it I do understand I, I do I do even <laughs> if you're not going through <laughs> you gotta laugh you know to keep from being mad and angry all yeah. the time you know but if it's a constant and you feel that things should be better I, I get it you know we I think mm-hmm. we all get it you know and <laughs> yeah. so I, my husband's not even going through things, but you know, I get it. Trust me. (laughs) It's like, ah. what
0: about, what about you, Glenda? Well, well, you know, I was thinking about this and you know, I am, I am fine the way I am today, but you know, it's like, do I speak to the old? You know the old Glenda, or the new Glenda, or the 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 now Glenda, I should say, because you're talking to OG Glenda. So in my early caregiver years, I would have said patience, anger, frustration, (laughs) wanting him fixed now. Yeah. You know, why is it this done now? I want this done now. But you know what? If I could go back and say, you know what, Glenda. Don't worry that that they're going to know the VA is going to know you by your first name and they're going to know your telephone number and and they're going to know not to mess with you, you know, because I am okay with that, because that means that he's getting the care that he needs. And if it's not Mm -hmm. right, they're going to know that they're going to hear from me because Mm -hmm. we are going to get this together and we're going to call the team together and we're going to get this right because I'm not about to let my husband fall through the cracks that's and they right. know that about that. They know that that I don't play that game um, because ultimately my husband's care is priority number one in my my role as a caregiver. Yes. Um, so I am OK with where I am. They know I'm fierce. Um, I'm not perfect. I don't pretend to be a perfect caregiver. I make mistakes all the time. I embrace those mistakes. That's how I learn to be a better caregiver. Mm-hmm. But um. And I am very much a tough cookie when it comes to taking care of him and nobody's gonna get past me if it's messing with him. so. I know I, that.
1: I know you. I know that. <laughs> I talk all to right. you quite We're like, okay, I'm not gonna mess with. Glenn.
0: Oh, you're good. You guys I are all it. good. You yeah. guys are bomb. I love you guys. I right, love <laughs> you, you too. <laughs> no,
1: but I, I get it, y'all. I get it, and um, yeah. that's 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 so important. That are yeah. uh, you able to advocate and voice that and do what you need to do because they can't, you know. They, they really can't so that's yeah. that's and awesome. it's
0: okay to speak up it's okay don't be afraid to use your voice and speak up it's important sometimes these warriors don't know how to speak up mm-hmm. it's okay caregivers don't be afraid what others are going to think it's okay to say this is what's going on speak up use mm-hmm. your voice it's important don't be shy use mm-hmm. your voice go for it awesome what about you um
1: christian what would you, what would you, how would you, what would you change, if anything? You
6: know? um, this is such a loaded question, and <laughs> it, it makes me think about my mental state. Um, I have changed in such a positive way mm-hmm. since this journey. Um, just my own depression previous prior to his injury had taken a toll. Um, being a mom of three and having my kids back to back and then him being injured on top of that, and my kids being so small, really, I had to like fight through. So I, I, I'm a fighter now. And so I feel like this experience has made me be a fighter um, mm-hmm. and helped me just keep striving. I think what change is so unique because I feel like anything I want to change, I know I can fight for. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm gonna keep putting myself in a position to put the changes whether it's anger or patience whatever's going on in the day okay you know what can I do let's remember my steps sometimes I have to get my little notebook out <laughs> get my journal out and write down the things that you know I have for myself that reminds me of my steps sometimes sometimes when you're in that roller coaster ride you forget um, but if I had to choose something I guess it would be balance like having a balance to take care of myself so that I can take care of them even more efficiently. Um, and but at the same time, I feel like I'm where I need to be to mm-hmm. get to that point, and, and to be in the place I need to be to, you know, to be the best version of myself—not just for myself, but for them as a mom, as a caregiver, you know, as a wife, and all those different components. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Wow. yeah. She always wants to fight me every time she sees me. It's a lie.
2: That's
6: a face lie.
2: That is amazing. And I know we were just joined by Allison Pate. I saw her for a second. Where'd she go? Yeah, Lisa, she took her back out?
4: I'm assuming it's uh, technical difficulty. Yeah, yeah. I think,
2: yeah. We had a, yeah, we had it, a perfect and I think segue was... question to Allison, right? She yeah, just maybe heard that little piece um, about the things that you want to change about yourself potentially. Here's a great question for all of you. And it I know you're going to have a quick answer for it. If someone gave you $10,000, what would you do with that to take care of yourself? Right now, hold on, don't get excited because I'm not Ellen DeGeneres, I'm not Oprah Winfrey, I'm not gonna tell you to reach (laughs) under your seat and grab something magical. You're not gonna wind up with $10,000 after this, but if that happened, what would you do with it to take care of you?
4: First off, I'm holding you to that, Well, I know know where you work, so I better see $10,000. Um, I can't I, I really can't answer that um, it's funny because I'm a caregiver to you know my wife who runs this house it's it's hilarious we talk about it all the time I was like I was like I'm pretty like she handles the bill she handles everything so I was like if you've ever seen the movie Office Space like my wife could be skimming money off the top in our paychecks and making a slush fund to leave me to go to Hawaii or whatever. And I would never know. But I told her, I've told her a million times. I was like, if anything ever happens to you, I'm like dead in the water. I have no idea what to do with my life. Like I can only make ramen, mac and cheese and hot dogs. Like that's, that's why my daughter loves me so much. Cause you know, we live in the same uh, diet restrictions. Um, but answer your question, $10,000 hey. $10,000 to spend on I'm myself you. would be I would buy the Lego Millennium Falcon, the Lego Death Star, and then I would go play every PGA course that I could play. Absolutely Augusta. I'm okay, back I on
2: Allison Pate. The question to you is if someone handed you $10,000 today, how would you use it to help take care of Allison for you? What would you do for you? Yeah, for you. I know you're not used to that, but what would you do for you?
0: I know, honestly, I would probably go buy more animals. (laughs) We just started our farm this year and I've spent a lot of money on animals this year. And I probably would go buy more, honestly.
2: Hey, if animals are your gig, that's your gig.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be cows. That's the next thing I want to get into. So, I mean, that's a, a money pit to get into, but you would, you would see a little bit of reward down the road. So maybe that's what I'd do.
2: Yeah, that's a great answer. All right, Andrea, how about you? What would you do with it?
7: I just signed up to go back to school to finish my degree in business management and human resources management. And I have one bill I'd like to get rid of, and then that's it.
2: That is absolutely amazing. Y'all are making me feel super selfish because I've got a whole list of things that I can (laughs) do. And it doesn't have to do with buying farm animals or going back to school.
0: You just wait now.
2: All right, Glenda, what you got?
0: I have had a dream. I want to go back to Hawaii so bad. I left there when I was three years old and I don't remember it. And I want to go back and see it through adult eyes. It has been a dream of mine. So it would just be me and my husband, nobody else. And I wouldn't tell nobody that we're leaving. There would be no Google calendar because my life is on a Google calendar. I am with all these stupid VA appointments and da da da, no Google Calendar. Just go to Hawaii, sit on a beach, drink a drink something. Whoops, wonderful and just chill. Maybe get a massage. Yeah, get a massage. Sure, but just chill. Sounds, Don't do nothing. That sounds
2: great to me. Massage yeah. on the so, beach in Hawaii. Yeah, As no cows,
0: no chickens, no no <laughs> none of that. So that's what i
2: would do yeah okay i'm expecting something really wild and crazy misty what's it gonna be
3: why (laughs) well i mean uh, so yeah it's 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 i'm torn right now between travel obviously like i've never been to hawaii so and it's really odd because half of my family comes from there so i mean you think maybe i should go to hawaii um there is also though a little place in um, Oklahoma, not so wild and crazy, but um, it's, it's just this little um, place in Southern Oklahoma and I would love to get a little cabin there. And, and with the $10,000 I would invest it because I, I, I do investments. I, I do stocks and stuff, day trading and, and that kind of stuff. So I would take the 10,000 and I would grow it so that I could get the cabin um, in Oklahoma so nice that's what i would do kind of selfish. absolutely cool I mean, I,
2: christian berry what's happening
3: i don't want to answer
4: do it
6: <laughs> i would give it to my family <laughs> good but I really I really should travel (laughs) but I know for a fact I'm like hey you can have this much and this much I can still go travel like it's bad I would give it away to people like my mom or like I would I would do something like that some special but I mean yeah my it would be like I would need to like submit to traveling like me and my husband take two weeks me and the kids take another two weeks like a whole it had to be like a whole month Shebane and we just travel wherever, you know, use the money wisely. So, yeah.
4: <laughs> Very cool. So you're
2: going to travel a little bit and you're going to give the rest away, just like a selfless caregiver.
6: Yeah. Well. That's
2: how you do. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, what are you going to do?
5: I would actually take, um, take my girl and we would go sailing. I have some friends who have a sailboat in the Virgin Islands and Darby and I used to sail with them a lot. In the time she was about five or six years old, and um, haven't been able to do that recently. And yeah, that sounds that's what amazing.
2: I do with it. Tanya, over to you.
1: What I would do with that $10,000?
2: <laughs> yeah, let's hear that.
1: No, <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I would buy a piece of crystal, you guys. I'm, I'm not Swarovski. I'm sorry. I would. I will put, <laughs> I wouldn't, that's what I would spend it on, honestly. But yeah, I would. I am very bad in that area. You know, I shop, I do a lot of things, but that is my worst thing. My husband would tell you that. You know, and it, if y'all know Jose, he gets in trouble all the time because of it. Because when we do go to in person events, I want to go to different Showorski shops. And I tell my husband that Jose made me do it, <laughs> he made me spin it.
4: That's rude. So Is now it? that I know that, I'm going <laughs> to hawk eye you.
1: <laughs> oh, Man. he knows it. He knows it. But, you know, uh, great things. You know, what about you, walk $10,000.
2: Oh, well, I am totally ill-prepared for that question. <laughs> I won't answer that on no, no.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, Let's guys, it, this, has, it, it has been such an amazing um, journey with you all. You know, uh, you made the promises uh, to your warrior to give peace to them. And you've done that, you know, giving them something that the world cannot give is your journey with them. And I'm grateful that you stay with them and you're sticking with them side by side. Uh, and I just thank you so much for embracing life. You know, life should be fun, you know, even after you go through the storm, but you guys have owned the storm and y'all have became like, oh, man, y'all just bowling it, you know? And that's what you want to see. You want to see caregivers just moving forward and just doing your thing. And that's, that's, that is why we call it the caregiver lightning around you guys have the light in your hearts and but you bold in spirit and in truth and you know how to fight out the darkness when all the negative come in and when things get to happen you know how to take it on and so that's very fierce that's what you all do your caregivers and so uh, you know your priorities and you accept that and a lot of caregivers that across the world they don't understand that because one, 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 thing, they are in your shoes, but they don't know how to handle that. And so we're grateful to our AFW-2 leadership for allowing us to be able to have the things that we have within the program that we have with the Air Force. So it is it's, it's awesome. And so I just want to say thank you to Justin Go, Jimmy Francis, Misty Hub, Andrea Ferguson, Glenda Leary, Christian Berry, and Allison Bates. And of course, my section lead, Walt Myrie. Thank you all so much for being a part of the Caregiver and Family Support Podcast. First ever Caregiver Lightning Around. So until next time, I'll see you then. I love you all.
6: Bye. Peace. Love you. Love you. Woo!
0: That's it, folks. That's all we've got for you this month. Don't forget to catch us every second Tuesday of the month for new episodes of AFW2's Blue and Beyond podcast. We'll see you next month.